Hi, this is Craig, and thank you so much for tuning in to listen to another message of God teaching us how to live the Christian life. Yes, how to overcome our fears, how to overcome our destructions, how to overcome the enemy and the diseases and all the things that he throws at us every day. How do we overcome that? He gives us encouragement. He reminds us of his promises that he always keeps. I want to start off today and ask you a question. For the title of the message is Identity Crisis. So what makes up your identity? Now, in general, selfies, right? Selfies, you take a picture with friends or on vacation or a special event. and But actually, they end up telling us a false story about it. They're just a moment in time captured for that instant. They're not even the whole picture. They're, they're as good as we want them to be. And goodness, we can, we can even retake them until we get it just perfect. Not that I would know about that, but I've heard people doing that. But they can't be misleading. Who we see in the mirror every day isn't what others always see. And, and the Bible has a lot to say about this. Well, not selfies, of course, because they weren't doing it back then. But the idea of us seeing one thing and God seeing another. That's one of the things that I love most about God. He doesn't have my eyes, thankfully. He has his own eyes, and he doesn't see what I see. It's a theological term called justification. It simply means that upon accepting Jesus as our Lord and Savior, God sees Jesus in us. It's a process where God refines us, where God wants to start making us more Christ-like. And isn't that exciting? Oh, yeah, of course it is. But here's the problem. It's not a fast microwave process. You know, my Orville Redenbacher popcorn is two minutes and 50 seconds or so in the microwave. But not this. It takes the length of our entire lives to happen. Mm, could be considered maybe like planting grass. You know, it's a lot more work and preparation than we really bargained for if you're ever trying to do that yourself. But not to mention that the grass takes a lot longer to grow than we want it to. It never grows fast enough. It never fills in those gaps fast enough. It never overtakes the weeds fast enough. It's a very slow process. But thankfully, God is patient beyond our wildest dreams. He's working a process in you right now. Now, to truly understand this process, though, we need to be honestly aware of our own sin. In the book of Isaiah, it's chapter 1, verses uh, 5 and 6, it says, The prophet Isaiah says that we are all sick. Our entire bodies are sick, he says. Diseased. He says from the sole of our feet to the top of our heads, there is no soundness in it. Now, most of the Old Testament prophets that we read about were healers too. And Isaiah knew medicine. He knew disease. He knew the human condition of not just the body but also the soul. And, and we have 
a little thing that recently it's called um, what was that called uh, that disease oh COVID yeah COVID-19 kind of forgot about because you never hear about it anymore right but it was all over the news for a year and a half or so but sin is nastier than the COVID yeah sin is nastier than polio sin is nastier than Ebola that we hear about years ago and sin it's nastier than any other disease that you could think of. These diseases that we hear about, that rots your body. But sin, it rots your soul. In any one of these diseases, we might contract that get in your life on earth. But sin, it ends your eternity from heaven. Do we really get what God did for us? Really? Do we really understand what he did for us? Jesus was in his perfect, stainless, untarnished, majestic, heavenly home when he chose to come here, to here on earth, to a place that had an epidemic spread to every human soul on the planet. It was an infection. It was irreversible. And it was catastrophically fatal to everyone. Now, would you go to a city where Everyone had a deadly disease and everyone was dying. Everyone was contagious. And if you go, knowing the disease was going to suffer you a horrific, brutal death just to save the people who willingly choose to get sick anyway. Now, I bet you're glad God doesn't see us as we see ourselves, aren't you? I can tell you I sure am. But have you ever looked in the mirror and have been horrified? Usually first thing in the morning, right? You can be the best looking person of the year. You're on the cover of People magazine. But when you wake up in the morning, you still think you're ugly. But God does his best refining when we stop looking in the mirror. Stop looking in the mirror. With, with this human body comes a dashing suit of uh, uh, insecurity, right? We're covered in that. We are riddled with insecurity, each and every one of us, on some level or another. And I, I'm sure that you, you used this term uh, identity crisis before, right? Many of us have. And, and maybe you've used it on yourself and maybe on someone else that you've been observing. Did you know that most Christians are suffering from an identity crisis? Yeah, that's a fact. Just, just look it up anywhere. Most Christians suffer from an identity crisis. Now, why would that be? Okay, it's time to be brutally honest with yourself. All right, listen up. It's time to be brutally honest. If you can't do that right now, right now, then there's no reason for you to continue listening today. Yeah, if you can't do that, go ahead. You can turn off the message. You go back watching your soap opera or your talk show or game show or whatever you're watching. Or you could go get on your computer and catch up with everyone on social media. You don't want to miss out on anything. You could go run your errands. Maybe you could go and cut the grass that you've been watching grow so long, right? If you can't be totally honest today, right now. So just I'll, I'll pause here for a moment while you think it through, if you can or cannot. And if you can, then continue listening. Be brutally honest as we go through here. 
What makes up your identity, I'm asking you? What makes up your identity? I'll give you some hints. Is it what others think of you? Your friends? Your co-workers? Your spouse? How about your kids? Is your identity found in what car you drive? How about what house that you live in? How about that job title you have? Now that can wreck somebody's life completely if that is all they're striving is get that job title. I've seen it happen too many times already. And just in these past few years, I've seen, oh gosh, probably half a dozen people who were striving after that job title. And kaboom, they crashed and burned. They didn't get it. They were so depressed. And that's for another session. Anyway, how about all the success that you achieve? Is that what makes up your identity? Well, I'll tell you, as Christians, our identities are found in Christ alone. Not any of those other things that we just talked about. Any of those things we listed. Anything else that you can think of. As a Christian, our identities are found in Christ alone. John 1, 12. When you believe in the name of Jesus, he gives you power and strength. Even so much that you are considered sons and daughters of God. God sees Jesus in the mirror in your bathroom. But you, yeah, you might see a failure. And God sees his child in your face. And you see imperfections. God sees a champion and a warrior in you. And you see a coward that just won't make anything happen. And God sees a saint of holy standing in you. But you, you just see a spiritual wreck. You can never think that you're satisfying anybody, least of all yourself. So it's time for Christians everywhere to now put on your big boy pants, as they say. Throw cold water on that pity party face of yours. Slap yourselves upside of the head and wake up to the awesome realization that you're a saint and not a sinner in God's eyes. So start acting like it. You are a saint. God wants to do great work in us, but we, you, me, we keep getting in our own way. And if you're not letting God refine you, if you're getting in his way by selfish living, insincere prayer, non-existent Bible reading, you have an identity crisis that you need to take care of right now, right here, as we're going through today's message. Right now. And there's a process God is waiting to do in you. And that will make you the very best that you can ever be. You need to start accepting how others have defined and labeled you. Stop it. Right now. Stop accepting that. Start believing what God says about you. You are a new creation. And he is pleased with how he created you. So you better be too. Accept that he created you just the way you are. Well, what am I to do, Craig? I know what you're trying to ask me that. If we were talking on the phone or face-to-face, -face, you'd be saying that right now. What am I to do? Well, for starters, let me tell you. Stop running towards sin and start running away from it. Get yourself out of those situations where sin is prevalent in your life. Get in God's Word daily. 
Talk to him constantly. Ask him to refine you. Get out of his way and get into his plan. That's what you can do. Abandon your old self. Now, trust me, you're like the new you that God creates. Soon you won't even recognize the old you. You'll find your identity in Jesus and you'll change forever. I promise. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, upon your salvation, he says, you have become a new creation. The old one is gone and the new you is ready to rock. And when you put yourself aside, take up God, you need to move on. Stop looking back. Get rid of that rearview mirror. Allow the process to happen, saying that you're no longer independent, but now you're fully dependent on God Almighty. Now, that's hard for some to do. Yeah, it's scary. To truly live a Christ-centered life, you're going to have to let him tear down some walls, tear down all the walls. You're going to have to be brutally honest with yourself every single day. You're going to have to try hard to get your identity from Christ and not everyone or everything else. Now, here's a verse in the Bible that you should never look at the same way again. Never look at this again, all right? And you look this up after we're done. Ephesians 2, verse 5 and 6. It says, we were dead to sin. We were terminally diagnosed with an irreversible disease. Verse 6 says, upon salvation in Jesus, we were raised up together and made to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh, 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 wait a minute, what? This passage seems to be saying that as Christians, we already are in heaven. We started off in this life as dead in our sins, from the soles of our feet to the tops of our heads. That's what Isaiah said. If we, had, if we had continued down that path and never accepted Jesus, we'd be dead already, even though we are physically alive. Accepting the gift of salvation takes us out of the spiritual state of death. It raises us to life with Jesus Christ in heaven at that exact moment when you make that commitment. And we're not born into holy eternity when we were born. We're born into a sin-infested mortality. And when we accept Jesus, we're lifted into eternity. And the angels are thundering and rejoicing out there. We're, it, it, we're in eternity to be seated with Jesus where we are right at this moment. The Bible says as Christians, our names are sealed in heaven. They're sealed in there waiting for us to walk up to the gates and say, Jesus, I'm here. And now if you're finding your identity as a, as a Christian in anything other than Jesus Christ, you're not living a Christian life. But God is waiting for you. He's waiting for you to let him turn things around. You just have to give your life to him and start letting him refine you. And it starts today. Starts today, my friend. Get out of his way and get into his plan right now. Stop letting who you think you are get in the way of who God says you are. And don't doubt him again. Because God looks at you and he sees a new creation. You are a child of the living God. And he is pleased. The old is gone and the new is here. Now you can live life to the fullest without any fear. Lord, take today's message. Help us as we listen to this. Overcome the identity crisis that we think who we are or who we're told that we are, or how we have been 
molded to be who we are. That's not us. Thankfully, your eyes are not our eyes, and you see us in a totally different way. You're refining us every day that we allow you to. Let us receive everything that you give, because you want us to be there with you at the right hand for eternity. Bless you, my friend. Think on this. Read through this again. Listen to it again. Look at the scriptures. The identity crisis is over when you make that commitment to Jesus Christ. You know who you are. You're not what anybody else says you are. You are a son or daughter with God Almighty. Amen.